When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Kurt Schilling Baseball Show. We're going to do a, a playoff preview, kind of a, a playoff pitching preview, because as biased as I am, that's one of the places I'm very biased and that I think you go as far as your starting pitching can take you in the postseason uh, and obviously your bullpen. But we're going to take a peek at the uh, contenders. Uh, n- we're not even going to look at the matchups. We're just going to take them team by team uh, from a, a – should you expect your team? Uh, will you be surprised by your team? Or there's no chance your team's going to do it? Perspective. Uh, everybody has a, a chance, obviously. That's the the worst cliche in the world. Um, but I think some teams are much better positioned than others. Um, and we'll, we'll probably, you know what? I'm going to do it in uh, what what is baseball chronological order. We'll start with the American League up top at the East, then the Central West, and then head over to the National League and, and, uh, Probably uh, the easiest place to start in the uh, back, going back to episode one, the I told you so team, Bill, uh, the Orioles. Um, we're past the shock point. They had the year they had because they're a good team. They're a good young team. They're a star-studded team. Um, you know, they're uh, – and and this this uh, this narrative that I'm about to give that has to do with the postseason is, is – centered on and and focused on guys that uh, make hitters swing and miss. And I call it swing and miss pitching. Um, you have to have it in October. Go back to the 90s and the, the Braves winning, I think, 14 straight uh, division titles uh, and one World Series, having trouble in the postseason. Uh, and it was because of that uh, lack of. They didn't have swing and miss pitching. They had John Schmoltz, whose career numbers in October are legendary. Um, and then they had two other Hall of Famers in Glavin and, and uh, Maddox, whose numbers in October weren't, um, for all the reasons that I'm getting ready to say. In October, it's different. In October, hitters are different. Pitchers are different. You can't make guys swing and miss enough uh, in October. You generally don't have a lot of consistent success. Uh, case in point, Clayton per- Ker- Kershaw is a first ballot Hall of Famer. His numbers are off the charts. Um and he will be in uh, on the first ballot, hopefully with 100% of the vote. Uh, and his playoff numbers are 12 and 12 with a 4.2. Um, just because you can make players swing and miss doesn't mean you can do it in October. It's a different game. It's Everybody's different. Hitters are, are so markedly different in their approach uh, and their uh, the way at bats play out. So, uh, but we'll start with the Orioles. Uh, if they, if, if and when they make it, uh, uh, or, or if and when they get past the, the first round, which they will, because they'll have the buy. Um, they'll open up with a fresh rotation, and my thoughts would be it probably will go Rodriguez, Bradish, one, two. Um, Rodriguez is your ace; he's your horse; he's your first guy; he's your playing guy. If you had to play in for a game, right? He's the he's a guy that uh, is averaging almost ten punch outs per nine, um, and you know his four point, you know something ERA, four and a half ERA is um, much more of a byproduct of 
of his early struggles than it is of his late dominance. He's he's pitching the way I think people expected it to. Again, if you go back to episode one or two of this show this year in spring training, he was a name on the tip of my tongue uh, as a as a possible horse and a stud. Uh, he's rounding into form. I've seen him pitch down the stretch enough to think that this guy's got the mentality to to put up zeros in October. Um, so if you're the Orioles, you're feeling good about it. You know, uh, uh, the bullpen notes here, um, Bautista threw out the mound on Tuesday of last week. Uh, there's been more throwing. I, I don't even imagine uh, that you bring him right off the DL and throw him onto a postseason roster. He could be. Um, Yannir Cano was 8-14 of in save opportunities with a 2-1-3. A little bit misleading, but uh, they've got pitching. I don't know that they have enough hitting to out outscore bad pitching, but they're going to need get uh, Grayson to step up and be that October ace, and probably Bradish or Kramer behind him uh, would be a three-game set in the best of five. Those are the three guys I think you might see first out. Um, Tampa is interesting. For a lot of reasons. Um, Rasmussen and McClanahan are both gone. Uh, Glass now will be your game one guy with Elfin behind him. Um, both of them prevent base runners, which is a big thing. Um, but both of them are sporting ERAs uh, north of 3-5, which is a little troublesome. Uh, again, that doesn't really translate as much as the whip and the strikeouts per nine. But Glasnow and Elfin give them a chance in a five-game series to be up 2-0. And then uh, Bradley or Little comes their, uh, becomes their their third starter if they need him, um, which the, in a three-game series or five-game series you will. Bradley's a swing-and-miss guy, but the a lot of contact also and in, in, in command issues with a five-and-a-half ERA. Uh, Little uh, manages base runners a little better, but relies much more on defense to get uh, outs. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, as a staff, they were ranked first in WHIP, uh, uh, which is an October number. That's a big one, right? Uh, that's all about command in the strike zone. So, uh, yeah, uh, if if Elfin comes through and Glasnow's the ace, that that Tampa has a chance to uh, to move on. Yeah, and their pen is deep too. They, yeah, their pen. They've is, got yeah. a bunch of guys who strike people out. And yeah, are and, and you know what, though, Bill, that that's that's I think. That's across the board in for these teams. That yeah. basically baseball yeah. is filled with pens of, of guys. The problem is that that it's not filled with a pen full of pitchers. Uh, They're the throwers of yes. the world. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and that that's a. Uh, I think if you pay attention, you'll see uh, more hard contact late in the game when contact is made because these guys again are throwing. They're not pitching. Very few of them are pitching. Um, and I think we had talked about this early in the year, Bill, uh, about possibly seeing three teams from one division yeah. in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, with the East, that's probably uh, not as surprising. Uh, but uh, the team that uh, I would I, – I don't want to say I'd be worried about, but the team, if I'm in the American League, I, I really wouldn't want to see would be a, a, a Gosman-led Blue Jay club who can hit, obviously, has a deep lineup, um, they've got Romano at the back end. They've got a deep bullpen, but you've got Gosman and uh, Kikuchi, who are my one twos. I know Bassett. Um, I'd be interested to see what Bassett's numbers translate to in October. 
you know, ERA close to four, uh, not a strikeout per inning guy. Uh, up there, but not a strikeout per inning guy. Um, and then uh, Orberios. Um, you know, those those are the two guys that I think in a five-game series you'd see uh, Gosman, Kikuchi, and then you'd see Bassett or Berrios as the three, with the other guy being kind of a swing man, emergency starter kind of thing. Um, their bullpen, again, Romano, 36 of 40. A lot of hard throwers, but everybody's bullpen is going to be full of hard throwers this year. I'll tell you what. The team that I uh, I wouldn't go to sleep on um, for this re- no other reason than than uh, these guys strike out a lot of players uh, is the Twins. Um, you know, locked in as the three guys, so they're not going to get the buy. But uh, with Lopez, Ryan, uh, Gray, and Over, they've got four guys in a seven game series. I wouldn't do four guys in a seven game series probably. I would go three with my one on short rest. Uh, I don't see that happening, but uh, Lopez gets the ball for game one, obviously, and easily. And then you've got Gray and Ryan, uh, I, although I go Ryan and then Gray, but 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 Sonny Gray is is will probably be ball. I think he already – didn't Baldelli already say that – Yeah, he did. He yeah, said yeah, Lopez yeah. and Gray won two. Yeah, and then you got Ryan for three. And I think Bailey Ober turns into your Bronson Arroyo. Important innings when you need them. Right. A starter who fails in the second, uh, which you know, hopefully none of those do. Right. Um, same thing, pen pen full of uh, hard throwers. My my issue with the Minnesota, if I'm a fan, is they're not going to hit their way into the playoffs or deep. They're going to have to pitch. So if Lopez and Gray are who we think they are, then uh, that could be a very interesting situation in Minnesota. Um. Then down down in the West, you've got uh, uh, the Rangers who, well, the, the deadline turned out to be what they hoped it would. Um, and you're going to go uh, – I'm going to assume that um, Montgomery is going to get the ball early in the series. Um, the big question in Texas was that, you know, last Monday Gray leaves his start with a sore wrist. Uh, is he part of that playoff series? Uh, you've got Evaldi and Haney who are going to be – so Montgomery, Gray, Evaldi, and Haney are going to be the four guys, I, and I'm assuming if they go into a seven-gamer, they get to a seven-game series, that would be the, how they'd line them up. Um, I'm not really sure in what order that happens. I'm going to assume it's Montgomery or Evaldi uh, getting a ball game one. Um, you've got Aroldis Chapman throwing 115 still uh, in the bullpen, but he's not the guy he used to be. He's just, he doesn't have a lot of command, so you don't you, you're you're not going to want to expose him deep in high leverage situations. And for anybody that's a Cub fan, you can remember uh, him closing in a big situation before. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, uh, how that rotation in Texas plays out. Um, not a lot of swing and miss pitching on that staff team. I think that's going to have to hit their way somewhere in October. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, I don't know that we thought that we would be talking about this team sneaking in. Uh, Houston uh, limped in uh, across the finish line in every way possible. Um, this isn't the Houston Astros of your father's days. Uh, it's an older Justin Verlander who gets less 
excuse me, swings and misses than he used to. I think you're talking game one. You're looking at Valdez probably for sure. Um, Berlander, Javier, uh, Brown in France uh, as starters. Uh, you know, Brown is the strikeout guy in that group, but he's also sporting a five-plus ERA. Uh, France is wild, um, doesn't strike enough guys out. And then, you know, Javier, uh, it, to me, is the third guy in that mix. You're talking Valdez, Verlander, Javier. Uh, another team, I don't know that they're going to be able to hit their way past their pitching. Their pitching is going to have to close. Um, Presley's 30 of 36 at the back end. Depth in the pen, they can throw that hard like again everybody can um so it'll be interesting to see I, I i don't i don't have them at the end anyway coming out of so that i mean that's the american league and the way it posits itself i i i i'm gonna have to stick with my uh preseason suggestion bill i think baltimore comes out of the american league playoffs that would be a great surprise that for a team that hasn't sniffed the playoffs in a while. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, that they're in is kind of surprising that there might be a favorite is even probably more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we moved to the national league and I got to say, um, I thought six weeks ago, this was a no brainer. I said it multiple times. Uh, how does anybody beat Atlanta in a seven game series? Well, you, maybe it's, uh, in, in very, uh, many ways it's like a, a an old saying you know the only team that can beat you is yourself uh atlanta's been hurt with after strider i have no idea what's going to happen with this bullpen uh you know you've got your one in strider um he's your game one guy he's your game seven guy and then you know elder uh is is healthy but i'm not sure that uh you know that's the answer the guy that you know, Max Fried's blister issues uh, are of concern, but that's your 1A, right? I mean, Strider and, and, and Fried are 1, 1A. Kyle Wright, uh, I, I wouldn't have him anywhere near a mound in October with the physical stuff. Um, but uh, that's what we're looking at from Atlanta. To me, is Strider and then Fried, and then uh, you'd probably see Elder in a three and I would come back with Strider and in uh, uh, four their bullpen will be fine big power arms this is the one team of all the teams in the postseason this is to me the only team that can hit their way into a World Series uh and probably the one team that probably doesn't have to um because the next team we talk about uh I think is going to have to hit their way into the World Series and that's the Dodgers um they're going to go into the postseason. Walker Bueller will not be around. Uh, I think it's a wise decision. Uh, Kershaw, Lynn, uh, Miller, and Gonsolin uh, are the guys you talk about name-wise. You know, Clayton Kershaw is the first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. Still punching out over a player and inning at a 2.42 ERA this year. But he's a 12-12 and guy in October. 12-12 uh, and with a four. Um, I don't know if he's figured out the October thing because his success has been more recent than than it was he struggled early in his career, but you know, Bill, I think that if the Dodgers make it, like he's pitching your game one. I mean, not if they make it, but but I think he's pitching your game one. Yes. And I don't know that. And and again, Hall of Famer on and off the field. I, I'm not so sure that that's a mail it in day. 
I, 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 you know. So the question I have for you is Clayton Kershaw, like you said, first ballot. What what changes in October? Is it something in his head? Well, the hitters change in October. And the hitters change, okay. The hitters change and the pitchers have to adjust. There's less room for error. Uh, you have to be more perfect. Uh, you know, the, the analogy I use is that every at-bat in October is, from a hitter's perspective, is bottom and ninth tying run on third. That's every the focus of every it's I, I know people would like to believe that's all the time, but it's not. It's just mentally it's impossible to be that intense every at bat. But in October it's not. Most guys in at the plate, they're focused and you get fewer swings and misses. You get fewer uh no giveaways, no no gimme at bats. Every at bat is 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 a is a perf, uh, uh, demands perfection and some guys don't adjust well to that. Some guys, it takes time to adjust to that. Some guys never do. But the key is being able to make people swing and miss in October. Because we all know, and sabermetrics proves, when you put the ball in play, you clearly have a better chance of getting on than when you don't. Um, and you have to rely on defense and all things go with it. Now, that being said, LA's got some, some talented gloves behind them. But I think that LA is probably another team. If they get to the World Series, it'll be because they're swinging the bats. And and one of their pitchers has suddenly gone off in October. Wouldn't be surprised if it was Clayton Kershaw. One of the guys, a couple of guys to be leery of. I know I love Lance Lynn because Lance Lynn is a fastball pitcher, but Lance Lynn is not the swing and miss guy he used to be, and that's uh, that looks to be an issue in October. Um, and then the next team we're going to talk about is is. The, the dark horse, I think, in the National League in, in the sense that I don't think anybody would be pulling them off in a bracket. But the Milwaukee Brewers uh, can run Burns and Peralta out and Woodruff is is my three. They, they've got a legit chance. They have, they have the staff that if you're looking for long shot money betting, that's the team I would put it on. Um with Devin Williams closing, they've got three starters who can go out there and punch out 13 guys in a game in October in Burns and Woodruff and Peralta. Excuse me. I don't think you see Miley anywhere near it unless he's a, they go to a four. Um, and all three of those guys have great whips. Yeah. They don't yeah they're all three strikeout. Yeah. yeah. You know, Woodruff is what? 0 0.82. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> So yeah, so you you've got a one, a one A, and and literally a one B. I mean, if Peralta's you're running Peralta as your third guy, you're feeling pretty good about it. But that's yeah. the one team. But I also look at that team offensively and say, if a team's going to have to get a team that would have to pitch their way there, absolutely would be Milwaukee. But I also think they have the arms to do it. Um, and then moving on to Philly, uh, my old home. I said it early in the year, and here's I think it's a statement of fact. Any series that you have a chance to run a Zach Wheeler and an Aaron Nola out in one and two, you have a chance to be up 2-0. Uh, I don't know what their third start. I'm sure Walker ends up being their third guy. Um, you got Kimbrell at the back end. But I I, I, I got to feel optimistic unless if I'm a Phillies fan because of those two guys at the front end of my rotation. Those are the those are that's the most the reason I'm most optimistic. Yes, they can hit, and yes, you know, uh, I think Bryce Harper has proven himself to like October, but uh, Wheeler and Noel are the things that I hang my hat on in Philadelphia. 
I'm not convinced that Walker is the three. Uh, right. the, the kids, Suarez and Sanchez, both in the second half of the year have pitched very well. Yeah. And it could be one of those two in the three spot. Well, I think if you do that, you end up going with Sanchez, the guy that with the better command. Um, you know, you, what, 1.06 whip? I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's a guy who commands the ball in the strike zone and has yep. power stuff. So, yeah. Um, so, but, but you're, you've got four names you're possibly contemplating for, for your rotation in a positive manner, whereas other teams, you know, they don't get past one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which brings us to Arizona. Uh, Zach Gallon's your one. He pitches your game one, and for all the right reasons, uh, probably Merrill Kelly. Uh, not probably Merrill Kelly's your one A over there, and then uh, you know it becomes it, a concern. Yeah, it, you get down into the D level. Yeah, Nelson, uh, Fat, and Davies, uh, all three of those guys with horrific peripheral numbers. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Arizona. I think has got the longest road to hoe. Um, but they also probably have in Corbin Carroll, one of the most exciting players in the game to watch. So uh, be interesting to see him get his first exposure to the bright lights of October. I'm guessing his game will just get elevated. Uh, he's got that kind of makeup. Let's talk about the, uh, the team that if, if I'm in the playoffs and I'm looking at the potential matchups, the one that's probably scares me the most, uh, from a, oh my God, they could actually beat us perspective is is the Marlins. You've got, uh, even with Alcantara out, by the way, uh, Alcantara is out with his UCL sprain. You've got Lizardo, uh, you've got Garrett, Perez, and Cabrera. Each one of these guys, well, with the exception of Garrett, 10 plus Ks per nine. Um, all these guys swing and miss pitchers. You know, young on the younger side, th this is where you look to your catching in the postseason. When you're talking about going in with a young staff, you need catching that can guide a young staff through a playoff series. Um, and the Marlins uh, are, I don't think there's any chance they hit their way anywhere. They're going to have to pitch and pitch a lot. So um, at the end of the day, when I look at it, uh, I see the Orioles coming out of the, uh, the American League, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go off the reservation here against what I've said all year because uh, I think the Brewers pitching is enough of a question mark. Uh, I'm going to go with a, an Orioles-Phillies World Series. And I'm going to make a backup pick and say if it's not Orioles-Phillies, it will be Orioles and the Brewers in the World Series. I think the Dodgers and the Braves are both going to get upset. And they're going to get upset because somebody's young pitching is going to step up and do the things that they do. So I'll you, say right you now could, you could get some odds on that. I'm going Orioles, Phillies, with the Orioles winning the World Series, and my wife's preseason futures bet cashing in for umpteen thousands of dollars uh, as my prediction. So, and then Grayson Rodriguez is the, or I'm sorry, uh, well he, he's going to be the ace of the staff for the Orioles, but it's going to be uh, Orioles, Phillies, and then it'll be the Orioles winning it with Adley Rushman winning the World Series MVP. That's my prediction. So there you have it. All right. Uh, and I look forward to catching up. Uh, we may be jumping in uh, uh, with some spot updates during the, the playoffs. We'll have our normal shows. Um, but this should be a fun postseason. A lot of young superstars to watch in October. So 
uh, grab a beer, sit down, relax, enjoy it, because there's a lot of baseball to be played and all that matters. <laughs> <laughs>